Hello and welcome to the Yoga Syndicate. Today's episode is about expectation. Ellen, what is this whole expectation thing all about? Well, I think it has to do with, Alice, that Christmas is coming up. And if there's anything that triggers uh, our expectations, I think it's the prospect of uh, Christmas coming up. Now we're in the situation that uh, we have a pandemic going on. So what about the expectations this year? What can we really expect and what are we likely to get? Are we able to see this upcoming Christmas in a different light? Uh, or are we going to have the same expectations as before? And uh, apart from that, there might be uh, different expectations that we have more in general in our lives uh, uh, towards our friends, towards how things should be. So I would say this whole time is uh, really brushing up against our expectations. Yeah, I know. I... I kind of feel the same. I think people, um, they've gotten used to expecting that they don't know what to expect. So expectations have been, you know, sort of blurred with uh, a sort of unclear uh, mandate. People are, are not sure in such times when Christmas is coming or when the wave two is coming in this pandemic pandemic situation uh where whether or not this one or this other vaccine is going to be on the table and will it be february will it be may will the old people get it first will the old people disappear first i mean expectations is uh is definitely a sign of uh, your immediate surroundings and and the, and the time you're living in correct mm, yeah but i think now more than before it's worth asking ourselves is it worth having all these expectations or is it better to live with less expectations uh, and what does it do to us when our expectations are not fulfilled um, generally if, if we relate this to to philosophy the philosophy tells us that uh, you know we are hurt because we have too much expectations we are wired to have uh, these habits these ingrained patterns that we uh, that we keep uh, following and they happen over and over again and um, uh, this also shapes the way we expect our future to be we expect things to to be the same way as, as it has before and we don't recognize and we don't see that our surroundings are in fact changing all the time yeah so then it sort of would be very redundant to expect anything since you you know, you, you don't have the DeLorean, you can't go ahead and see what's going to happen. But nonetheless, it's like you're just, you're, you're constantly uh, in the silver lining of your head, just, uh, you know, you're getting, you're getting yourself prepped to, to, to only be disappointed because <clears throat> often the way or you imagine it is not exactly how, um, how it will be. So, question being, um, when you don't get what you expect and you expect to not always get <clears throat> what you expect. Would you say that um, part of expectation is part of, is also knowing that you're you're going to be disappointed, and maybe being disappointed is um, an expectation that you're not only willing to have but wanting to have. Like 
we create this overabundance of expectations so that we will, in fact, in our in our perfect life, be disappointed by something. Mm. Well, what if we uh, turn the the coin to the other over, and we said, what about uh, if I change my expectations and I ex, ex I expect everything to to change? I expect things to fall apart. I expect things not to last because that's the way nature goes and then when it uh, when it happens as it eventually does i won't be so disappointed i will save myself yeah okay i get it that was groovy i like that you're like okay i expect everything to fall apart let's turn that coin over but if you just take the coin away so you're not turning it over and you're just like i am enjoying this moment i and me i am manifesting i am experiencing uh instead of saying i am sad you say i'm down so you're not like uh, you're, there's no attachment at all even in form of some sort of yeah uh, a certain expectation i am um, i think uh uh expect expecting is is also part of uh, this process of the ego now isn't it yeah it's uh, definitely a part of the ego and it's kind of also i think a kind of hybris that we think we are gods somehow that uh, that we can decide the outcome of the world and all the uh, causes and conditions that we are by no means uh, um, uh, capable of uh, of of influencing that the world just kind of happens uh, anyway and our impact is uh, in fact quite small uh, so what you were talking about there living without expectation is a quite developed um, uh, state of uh, of mind i would say then you uh, you you would be a quite realized person if you had no expectations yeah but i mean <clears throat> what's wrong with expecting something let's let's just back up okay because you can't expect always others you know to uh, to meet to meet up uh, when you agree to meet them you can't uh, they can't always meet yeah per se your expectations but if you didn't have or expect or have expectations yourself when it comes to this karmic account that you're building up and the rewards of it even if you're not focused on the rewards there is an expectation or at least call it a hope call it what you want but i call it also an expectation that you know if if not in this life please karmic god in the next uh, allow me to 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 even be more enlightened um is there uh, an expectation uh that uh, goes out and into samsara well sure it is both uh, Alice. uh because on one hand we we learn that uh, you should act without ex expectations of a reward you should be generous to others without expectations of reward you should speak gently and 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 treat people nicely without uh, expecting a reward or or yeah giving uh, giving away things and uh, not expecting uh, anything and not expect a good name, reputation or any kind of gain. Uh, on the other hand, when it comes to the to the spiritual path within Buddhism, we, we also say that you are benefiting self and other. So, uh, so uh, on the other hand, you are also benefiting yourself by benefiting others. So, um, so it's uh, it's it's very dual, but I guess it it comes it it comes to you in a different way, you know, when we when we do a wholesome act or when we when we truly help someone uh, from a kind of genuine, compassionate state of mind. We we also are 
naturally rewarded. We get that nice feeling around the heart and uh, oxyto- oxytocin release and vagus nerve response and, and all that. So we are, uh, we are uh, rewarded and that also encourages us to do more of the same thing. I, I know, but and I I appreciate that. I just I I recall certain episodes in life where you help that little old lady across the street and and she almost reminds you that you you know, you're holding her hand too tight or she can fall or and then afterwards you don't even get a smile and you're just like, Wait a minute, that good deed there it's not like it, you know, it was just thrown out to the wolves and it didn't mean anything. Of course it meant something if it means something to you. But nonetheless, you expect her to at least smile or say thank you. And then then afterwards, you're like, uh, what is missing in my so-called all-encompassing heart and mind that I, I actually still, nonetheless, still have an expectation? I mean, we're only human and we just have to try and hopefully we'll get better at it. And perhaps it's a good reminder. It's like a, a mirror held up to us when, when we are not rewarded. Maybe that uh, little old lady is extra generous to you because she she makes it very clear to you that maybe your motivation was to, to receive a, a thank or feeling that you're doing the right thing True. and have a confirmation that mm. you are so good. So maybe... Maybe that can contribute to you uh, acting more uh, selflessly. Mm, accordingly, according to your own actual uh, desire, and not the one that you're 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 putting a condition on. I get it. So, uh, when when we think of yoga and the concept of expectations, you know, often when I uh, am teaching a class, I see that. People come in, they're laying down, their eyes are jostling all around. You can see even when their eyes are closed at the eyes and their thoughts are just all over the place. Um, one thing I often find myself saying is, you know, uh, no expectations. That includes also that, you know, in Ashtanga, of course, you have a certain expectation that you know from Padangustasana, you're headed over to Padahastasana. Do you find in different types of yoga that um, the, this, this, you call it a routine um, uh, sequence, um, but do you think that there are expectations um, or do you think by practicing and knowing what's coming that that's not an expectation, that's just, that's just good practice of that which, that which does come will be done without the thought. It shall just come and I shall get into the rhythm of it. Well, I think when when it comes to uh, Ashtanga Yoga, we certainly have expectations, and that's uh, uh, that's maybe the first bump on the on the path that we have to overcome, because quite often you uh, you progress very rapidly in the beginning, and then the then the curve kind of flattens out, and you you're in this uh, long and wide uh, desert that you have to cross, and your practice just feels like it's standing still. It's doing it's the same over a long time, and uh, that's the time when you you get frustrated, or uh, you get to appreciate your practice in a in a different way. Because it's also something nice about coming home, 
coming home to your routine, knowing what is coming and uh, not having too much uh, expectations about progress or, or achieving that or this uh, certain post, but just the, um, this, just the achievement of, of being present in the, in the moment and in fact having this uh, routine so available to you. So, so um, there. On one hand, there there are expectations. Uh, on the other hand, that that might change over time, and that might be actually a very deep learning in yoga, as it says in the in the Bhagavad Gita that uh, uh, yoga is the equanimity where you're not attached to n- neither failure or success. You treat it in the same way. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's. That's, that actually, you hit it right on the nose there. But now back to, uh, and out of the Bhagavad Gita and into 2020, back to Christmas on the way, back to this pandemic in wave two, probably of three. Um, uh, what is what is your go-to um, synonym? Uh, another word that you would use for expectation that could be uh, a little gentler on the heart and the head. Oh, uh, expectation! I was going in the other direction, uh, Elise. I was gonna, I was gonna mention clinging or attachment. Okay. Uh, uh, well, a milder way of a milder word for expectation. Uh, what, what, what might hope, uh, hope. that be? Hope, uh, desire, de- or I would say devotion is uh, is better than expectation. I think. Mm. I devote. Uh Myself to have dinner later at six tonight, or <laughs> expect to have dinner tonight. I'm devoted to making dinner, whether you like it or not, is uh, not within my power. I see. So whether you like it or not, or whether you show up or not, mm. is not in my power. You know, I'm devoting this uh, this environment around making food and being nourished at six p.m. tonight. So whether you show up as a devotee. Or as my husband, that's beside the point. I don't expect you to come. So uh, I, li- I like that. That's a nice thought. But what's so darn wrong with expecting? We expect our children to behave in a certain way. And I realize this is when the jargon of too much overthinking language as such can get in the way. Do you, do you think in the Sanskrit language or in other languages that there's, um, in German you say, Erwartung, um, it's like a, it's really like a, an in Norwegian for venting. Mm. I mean, it's it, there are words in just about every language for mm. an expectation. Do you think there's certain cultures that don't have this in their vocabulary, but but manifest it and express it in a different way? Well, that might be, but I don't know all the world's languages, but there are all kinds of uh, languages uh, according to all kinds of uh, concepts and mindsets there are in, in different culture and peoples. Uh, what was I going to say? Well, about the expectation, we need, of course, we need a certain predictability in our lives. So uh, we we generally think that if we treat our children right and, and educate them as well as we can, that will pay off and they will behave well. So we have this kind of expectations, but they, they, they don't always play out like that. No, they don't. And, you know, back to the concept of wording and languages and it, it, are we too wordy? Because often when we have an expectation, uh, when it, we have it so strongly, that feeling of an expectation, that then we allow ourselves to tell others, I expect you to do this. Um, you know, does, does the word put a little bit too much 
weight on something that is obviously cause and effect. Of course, we expect certain things and we expect certain actions, uh, especially once we've performed an action. We don't need someone to tell us how wonderful we are. But, uh, you know, we expect to not get sick when we keep our environment clean, correct? Isn't that an expectation? Mm. Yeah, of course. And our expectations, uh, it, they might be uh, appropriate in, in certain circumstances. It's good if we expect something of our employees, for for instance, or our children for that sake. But yeah, like you mentioned, the expectations not to get sick or bad things not to happen to us is, is kind of unrealistic, right? Yeah. And uh, and and still, it, it's very strange that we. Why do we get so surprised? Yeah. Why do we get some so surprised all the time? I shouldn't have become sick now. This shouldn't have happened. Someone shouldn't have scratched my car or bumped into it. Why not? Well, there you go. Now expectation is leading me to. Uh, it's you know, it's all in how you respond, isn't it? Respond to yourself based on what you expect. Respond to someone else based on not meeting their expectations. Uh, there is a lot of respond um, uh, going on uh, in this uh, landscape of expectation, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, now we're almost back to, <laughs> we've almost gone full circle. Ellis, like uh, I said in the beginning, if you expect things in the beginning to fall apart, of course you're going to fall ill, your body's going to fall apart or get sick, and your car is going to get scratched. And uh, um, I I love this quote from a, from a, a, a Buddhist teacher who said, well, the way I see things is uh, that uh, when I look at this uh, when I look at this glass that I'm I'm drinking water from, I see it as already broken. I know it's gonna fall apart, and I know that once in the future it's gonna drop off my table or I'm gonna brush it off the the, the table and it's gonna break, and that makes every my every moment with it so much more precious. Mm. So you can see the uh, glass half full. <laughs> Literally, or half empty. <laughs> yeah, or half broken on the floor. Or half broken, yeah. Yeah, funny you say that, because the other day I was opening up uh, one of the drawers in the kitchen, and I noticed all the glasses, and then some ridiculous thought cross-comparatively came back to every set of glasses I've I've had before, and it's, you know, it's, it's many set of glasses in your adult life that you've had in your cupboard, so I inevitably they all break, don't they? Everything breaks. Everything breaks. Mm. And 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 sometimes your expectation will break along the way, won't it? You'll you'll suddenly uh, also in a positive light, you'll you'll just you'll just mellow out and say, "Wait a minute, wasn't that important after all?" Or I don't need to uh, I don't need to wake. Uh, I can I can just sleep in another hour because um, it it is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, back to this uh, preciousness of the of the moment. I think if we really take into account that uh, things are so impermanent that we we should expect them not to last, and and we should expect um, everything that is heaped up to disperse, and every meeting to end in separation, and everything that lives to die, and uh, everything that is uh, yeah. 
everything that is with us here in the moment to be lost in the next moment. Mm, I I remember last night in my yoga class saying that you know uh, it's all in how you respond. A second from now, this moment is gone, and uh, it's it's a tough cookie to really sort of not get entangled in those ever surmounting thoughts when you're living in a permanent impermanent world because the only thing that is for certain is that everything is impermanent and if this impermanence is is all around um then and nonetheless you're still having to deal with things you're still having to read the paper you still have to wash your hands you're still even having to consider if you're going to take a vaccine and maybe if you're going to get one for christmas because if not you're not going to be able to get on a flight ever again you know when it comes to the to the claws of the world and the expectations that society sort of comes together with are are there such a thing or is there such a thing as collective expectation i think we're facing a collective expectation now because we have have gotten used to a world in which we can move so freely about where travel has become so easy if you look like 20 30 40 years back traveling wasn't that easy it was super expensive compared to now and uh, communications were not so e- easy. It took time and it took a lot of money. And uh, and now we might face a, a similar thing that is less air travel, for instance. So it might get more expensive. It might be it not. Uh, it's not as many flights as it was before. And uh, uh, we might not get uh, and we might not find anybody willing to insure our um, travel as long as the COVID is ramp. Ramp- rampaging is that the verb <laughs> I, you around? know i was thinking uh, i don't know what that word is but uh, i was about to just assist you and say rampaging so uh, <laughs> i think we've just uh, created a new word um one thing you're bringing to mind when it comes to technology and when it comes to advancing um I'm, i feel like we're kind of in an expectation cloud um and for lack of a better word, cloud, because it seems like everything can be put up on a digital cloud, including your own expectations. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, you know, you you see people when they're typing a message on their phone, you're just like, how do they get their fingers to move so quickly? So when they finally do look up after being, you know, getting out of that that modus of looking down and and are completely absorbed in this technology, and they look up, there it's almost like if they look at you within a half a second, they're going to look in your beautiful eyes, gazing over with these wet and alive eyes, looking at them as another human being, an organism on this planet Earth, this miracle of life. It doesn't mean anything because within that second, they, they didn't even give you 10 seconds. They just in that first second say, what? What are you looking at? And the question or the answer then would be, you know, uh, I think I'm looking at an expectation that will never come and that is, is that you'll look up, you'll look into my eyes, and you'll just take a breath long enough that you'll gasp and grasp a little oxygen so that something fires off in your head and heart that says, I see you. And this is, this is something nowadays where I feel like expectations seem to be like, like a flurry of non-legitimate sort of outcries, like... You know, do people even know what they want to say that this is what I expect when they are, you know, if they look on their phone at the end of the day, they've, they've used more than 12 hours and had more, more than 15 hours of screen time. Um, are, we, are we able to differentiate what is real um, 
long enough to expect anything at all, Ellen? Uh, good question. I think uh, the uh, problem, and, and now I'm in danger of sounding like my grandparents, although they passed away long before the social media <laughs> appeared on the scene. But uh, this, uh, uh, but I, I'll still say it that uh, I think the problem with this technology is that it develops more, much faster than than we can adapt or than we can agree on on certain rules or, or costumes and or way of behavior. So when when did it suddenly become okay to sit and look down at your phone when you're in a dinner or a meeting with a friend? When did that happen? Mm. Did we all agree uh, on that? Was there some <laughs> secret meeting that I, I didn't attend that I missed? Yeah, I missed that meeting too. Yeah. Well, now we all miss every meeting because no one is in the meeting. They're looking down at the phones. And nowadays, thank thanks to the pandemic, we, we don't even have to go to the meeting. We can just be at our home on our phones uh, and taking part in the meeting or uh, who knows. I don't even want to go there. I'm just, um, I don't know. I, I find it very fascinating how, how different types of media has uh, exasperated and suffocated our ability to, 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 to have a legitimate expectation because, you know, there, everything is set up like now. Do you have the latest version? Do you have iPhone 10, 11, 12? No, I just have a seven. You'd only have a seven. Does it do what you need it to do? Yes. Then why would you expect to have a 10? I don't know. It's just it's better. How is it better? I don't know. So I'm just, you know, I'm wondering what do people know in order to to sort of just let go of any of those extra tethers of expectation that are causing them, yeah, to ultimately suffocate themselves with like uh, an over-dimensioned uh, series of needs that, that, that they don't even need, let alone uh, need to, to, to have uh, come into fruition. So I don't, I don't even know how to wrap this up because this, this expectation thing is, uh, because an, a, a wrap up is uh, expected from you, Ellis. Yeah, exactly. It's, I feel like it's coming. So it's, I definitely don't want to stop now. Um, is there, is there like a time clock that, you know, when it comes to iPhone updates, when it comes to, um, yeah, any, any kind of, uh, an update you know we we wait for the news to come and and we definitely don't expect <laughs> that's one expectation we don't have we don't expect to 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 look on the online newspaper uh or or go and watch the news on tv we don't expect any good news most of what we can expect that is being delivered is a lot of negativity yeah uh, that's that's really true i mean and and sometimes if there is some some good news it's like we react in a way well, well that's not really news not a catastrophe. It's not, and then we change the channel. Are we are we looking for something to feed on? Um, are we even uh, able, despite what we expect or understand what we expect or not? Are we even able to differentiate once again? Discriminate? These things seem to go hand in hand. All of these different uh, concepts in in yoga, don't they? Yeah, I think we uh, uh, we are in danger now of of uh, <laughs> not being able to distinguish the the world on the cloud, the world in the cloud, the the media world with the with the real world because they're not the same, are they? No, they, of course not. No, they're not. But uh, you know, you have these few and far between people where you're just like, okay, that person's really sort of you know they they are coherent. They are not nominal uh, and following, um, 
an agenda, although they seem to be okay with taking part in different things. You just see a certain level of what I would call, you know, modern day enlightenment in uh, in certain individuals. Now, for the other individual who's on the cusp of feeling like they, they they're grabbing a hold of their expectations, grabbing a hold of 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 the here and now, but they're not quite there yet. Do you have do you have any tips for us of how to you know, whether it's through meditating or breathing or practice or, or you know, how, how do you sort of just like wind down the whole expectation process with this chitta vritti in the head? Well, you know, certain people have integrity and for other people and the most of us, myself included, there's almost a kind of obligation to be a part of this uh, artificially uh, created uh, agenda that is out there at, uh, at all times. Uh, but it helps to get away from it at time. Uh, for me, it, it certainly helps to, to meditate, to have that time uh, a day where you put the phone away and you, you just go deep into the stillness of the mind where nothing is needed. And you don't need to be fed anything. No. And you can just delight in, in resting in the mind. And it takes time. So I would say don't give up immediately. It takes time. And then you realize how much time it takes for the mind to actually get out of this ongoing dialogue and, and just rest. It kind of slows down and then it comes to a rest. Uh, and you can you don't need to do it through meditation, but I think it helps to go to an environment where you can't bring your your phone. Like to go to a yoga class. Sometimes we need someone from the outside to even allow us to uh, to uh, exhale and focus and take our minds into the body, listen to the breath, and uh, forget what happened uh, earlier. You know, that's funny you say that because you just made me almost come up with the, the ultimate answer and perspective on ec expectation. And I know it sounds kind of, you know, uh, a bit odd to, to, to say that someone would have an answer because that's something I definitely would not expect of myself. I don't feel like I have any answers. I have a lot of questions, though. But but here here's a comment. It's not an answer. It's definitely a, a comment that might suit this whole concept. You know, this is the first time as we're having this conversation now that I am mad at the universe. Why are you mad at the universe? No, you know, because the universe, you know, this, this, we're traveling around the sun 365 days without fail. That is what's happening. Without? Fail. That on the 365th day, we've taken our turn around the sun. Correct? Yeah. That is irritating because that's not only an expectation, that's a fact. So maybe expectations... And then you parenthesis, put them in parentheses, a.k.a. fact. Uh, there are certain things that have happened factual that cause us to expect the leaves to fall, the sun to shine, the rain to come, the cold to, to, to make us shiver, and, and the leaves and the grass to grow. Um, does nature uh, lend to a certain uh, concept in our own nature that uh, creates this uh, this copy and paste? Now I'm going to paste it into this situation where I expect something else to grow? Yeah, of course. I think uh, as human beings, we have looked at nature and we're very used to this circular time frame where everything keeps repeating again and again. But on the other hand, in our uh, 
a post-industrial uh, modern society. We somehow also object to this natural uh, circular nature of, uh, uh, of reality. So we, st- we still can't fully accept that we ourselves are going to age and, and die as a completely natural thing. And we somehow expect, expect things to, to still last and not, not run their natural course. And I think part of that is that we have distanced ourselves from, uh, from nature and we have started to expect something else funny you say that because it brings up an example or i've heard this you know that when you're in a hospice an old age home and you're about to pass away people you know are often they document the process when they're about to leave this earth whether you know what kind of look did they have on their face so there's a certain worker at the hospice while the families gather around and they take the last breath and they're like <gasps> and then it has a face that looks like they've never really opened the count mm. Uh, their account on life. Um, do you think that people should be very weary of of uh, not identifying with the circular nature of things and getting caught up in an expectation of uh, why is this happening to me instead of letting things run their natural course? Because if you don't identify with the natural course, you're definitely a candidate to open your mouth and go, oh, I never lived. Uh and then it's done. I mean, how do we how do we get back into the the circle of things? How do we get it back into the circle of things? Well, I I think we kind of have to contemplate that that we are part of it. Uh, if you get mad at the universe, that's kind of strange, Alice, because you are actually part of the universe and you are cycling with this earth around the sun. Makes sense to me. I get mad at myself <laughs> all the time. So if I'm part of the universe and I'm mad at it, this is actually making sense. So keep going. Keep yeah, going. but uh, on the other hand, we are uh, we are subject to so many distractions all the time. So you might well go through this entire life without ever being present. Uh, you kind of missed the you missed the show, so to say, because you were so busy with everything else, accumulating things and fulfilling every other's expectations. You never ask questions, and uh, I don't really have the the answer, but. Uh, but think about these things. That is part of training. So yoga is not just going to the studio and closing your eyes and crossing your legs. The yoga is also, as we talked about the other day, discernment. You have to think first. Mm. And you have to come to a, a certain resolution that what is what is worthwhile in this life and, and what is not, what is worth pursuing and what is not. I How see. can I make the little changes to live in accordance with what I truly value? I like I like this. It's leading me to one of my final comments, and that's uh, I find that I I can really like uh, buffer and take away a lot of uh, expectation at about five fifteen in the morning when I sit down and grab the beads and uh, I'm you know doing one mantra uh, or just even holding the beads and, and creating my own. And often as I'm turning around those one hundred and eight uh, beads. Because I never do two rounds. I'm just, you know, I'm so simple. And I, You're a one-round man. I'm a one-round man. And, you know, the funny thing is always when I get to around 92 out of 108, the first 92, I'm still just waking up or my mind is all over the place. But I... You know, people always say, well, what happens when you're, you know, you're, you're turning those beads? What, what is actually going on um, in, in some sort of doubt that there's anything going on at all? And I tell them quite honestly, well, before I get to 90, that's not, not often that there is something happening. Mm. 
But one, one thing that I find that does repeat itself, and it's not an expectation I've started to have, but it's, it's kind of an observation that I've started to have, that I'm, the answers are coming. And the questions, they don't exist because I'm not asking questions and waiting for an answer. But suddenly the answers to other things that actually are laying innate or that are somewhat intuitively, instinctively important for me to have answered, they suddenly come. But that, that, that allowing the answer to come and forgetting what the question can be in the morning at 5.15, that's my go-to way of, of pushing aside any expectation and finding enough room, ether, space, time, breath, and quietness to just allow the moment to manifest. And that would be my, uh, my go-to uh, recipe uh, to anyone that can't um, get around this constant turn, and not in the circle of letting life happen as it shall, but the constant turn and churn of a mind that's over-expecting, overthinking, uh, in in those processes, do you have any uh, one stop ways that you you find a little serenity in the the period of a day? Yeah, I, I can relate to what you're saying because often when we uh, relax the mind, that's when we get the uh, answers. So a lot of uh, a lot of times the obstacles to our us finding an answer is overthinking it actually, and uh, I find the the same thing that the answers suddenly appear once the once the mind relaxes a bit. Uh, another thing that I practiced for for many years was like uh, uh, just writing, journaling. Just uh, get up in the morning, uh, get your writing pad out, and just write three pages shorthand without lifting your pen, just to see what is in your mind. So wow. you're just writing, and if you can't think of anything, you just write that. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. But you keep writing, and you will be surprised how much. I was going to use the four-liter word, is going on in your mind mm. at any time. And then you can look at it um, uh, later. And in the same way, sometimes an idea or an answer to a question can actually pop up among the pages. Or you could uh, you could suddenly be aware of what is, what, what am I, what is actually going on in my head uh, as opposed to what I'm th- <laughs> thinking is going on in my head. So I find that a very uh, like um, relaxing or clarifying exercise. And uh, not only that, but it also helps your uh, creativity. Because sometimes we, we struggle and we overthink so much. So we sit and we try to rewrite the same sentence 10 times and we can't. So it, it helps to just loosen things a bit, not to have so, so much expectations or not to have any expectations uh, as to, uh, to what we're going to write. Well, in the light of these, finding these answers through performing or doing or initiating another act that can just get your mind off things um, do you think we are asking too many questions in life in different situations? Should is is it expected of us to expect something of someone else in the form of an answer? Are we asking too much when we more or less know uh, from from the start what the answer will be? Is is expecting and asking questions just become a normal form of communication when we first look up and, and see another human being? Oh, I think the problem is just that we're asking the wrong questions. Ooh, you know what? I just felt a lightning bolt. We stopped this podcast now. You just hit it. You just you just hammered it. What did you say last night? You nailed the hammer. You hammered the nail, or yeah, you you nailed it, hammer. 
you nailed it, Hammer, and you hammered it, Nail. Um, I'm telling you, that was so beautiful. We're, it's not a matter of always just asking uh, questions. It's just that we're just asking both ourselves, the world, and this moment, the, the wrong ones. So we'll leave it at that. And again, uh, much appreciated uh, to always spend time and, and chitter-chat with you about the, the different auspices of different elements of life. Um, uh, Merry Christmas to you, Ellen, and uh, yeah, Merry Corona. Merry Christmas, Alice. And uh, are we going to have a special Christmas edition of this podcast? I think uh, you shouldn't have any expectations. So you might go back to asking the right question. and uh, But the right answer is, of course, we will. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, Merry Christmas and Merry Corona to all of you. And thank you for tuning in to this episode on Expectations. This is the Yoga Syndicate.